Hello, my podcast family. Joseph Helen here, bringing you a beautiful topic. It's called Dreams and Their Interpretations. I want to teach about dreams and I want to teach about their interpretations. Okay. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it's so important for you to appreciate what the Bible says about dreams. I know a number of preachers sometimes say that dreams are not really important. That because the Bible says that young people shall see visions and the old people shall dream dreams. So they think that um, since in the book of Joel chapter 2, verse 28, dreams are assigned to old people, then dreams probably are not important. Nothing could be further from the truth. Now, let me take you to some scriptures quickly before I build up this topic for you. So if you go to the book of Numbers chapter 12, Numbers chapter 12, I'm going to take you there quickly, just to establish the foundation for dreams, okay? Numbers 12, and I'm going to read it for you right now, uh, from verse 6, the Bible says, And he said, Hear now my words, if there be a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known unto him in a vision, and I will speak unto him in a dream. If there's a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known unto him in a vision, and I will speak unto him in a dream. The word vision there is mara, which is a very significant thing in the prophetic realm. Mara is the, the vision where the one seeing is uh, the one seeing the vision becomes one with the vision itself. In other words, a prophet who operates at the level of Mara, if he is coming to talk about change of weather, the presence of that prophet will change the weather before they even speak. That is Mara. You see, Elijah was the one who used to call fire to fall from heaven. At some point, he got fired to consume a sacrifice after he had logged it in water. And the the fire just fell on the sacrifice, in spite of the fact that water and fire really don't mix up. And at some point, certain prophets, certain soldiers came, sent by Ahab, to arrest him. And he said, if I be a prophet, let fire come from heaven and consume you. And fire actually came from heaven and burnt them up. And he went up through a chariot of fire and in a whirlwind, escorted by a chariot of fire. Okay, so he was a prophet of fire. All right. Now, ladies and gentlemen, he operated at the level of Mara, M-A-R-A-H. So the Bible says, if there's a prophet among you, I will speak to him in a Mara vision, and I'll speak unto him in a halom, halom, a dream, okay? Whether it's uh, a dream of the night or a dream of the day. Okay, daydreaming is part and parcel of the prophetic calling. All right. Now, if you look at the book of Hosea, glory to Jesus. Let me take the book of Hosea. It talks about the very same thing, really. But this is just for emphasis sake. All right. In the book of Hosea, chapter 12, verse 10, the Bible says, I've also spoken by the prophets and I've multiplied visions. Now, this time around, the visions talked about, the visions talked about here, uh, this is not Mara now. This is Hazon. Hazon is the ability to see, but not necessarily to make a change. Mara is the ability to see in the spiritual realm and to actually effect a change. But Hazon or Haza is uh, C-H-A-Z-A-H, Haza, Hazon. 
um, is your ability to see, but not necessarily have the power to make any changes. Now, you may ask, so, man of God, how does one get to these levels of Mara, Hazun, and all that? Talk in tongues. Read the word of God. Pray and fast. Worship Jesus. These things will come upon you. Then most significantly, desire. The Bible says desire spiritual gifts. If you desire something and you study it and you begin to practice it, because the Bible also says that you exercise your senses by use. When you use these gifts, you exercise your senses. It's about practice, okay? There is no one, even Jesus, the Bible says, he learned obedience by the things he suffered. Though he was the son, though he was the son of God, he still had to go through the process of learning. So all the gifts are learned and all the gifts are developed through practice, okay? Through mentorship. That's why I'm teaching you now so that you can grow in these gifts, okay? So we now believe and agree that Dreams are actually a tool God uses when he's speaking to his prophet. Right? So these are dreams and their interpretations. This is going to be part one or first episode in this particular one when dealing with my podcast. So what's a dream? A dream is an out-of-body experience. Your spirit literally gets out of your body and that spirit goes into the spiritual realm. Because your body is physical, but your spirit is spiritual. So your spirit gets out of your body and moves into those places. When you're fast asleep, when your body is not active, okay, that's why meditation is important. Because meditation quiets you. You become quiet so that your spirit becomes active. All right? Once you've meditated and you're quiet and your spirit becomes active, then your spirit can travel. But God wants us not just to do this when you're asleep. God wants us to be like this consistently so that a time like this, if I think about your house, my spirit should travel out of my body into your house. Remember, your spirit can be omnipresent. Your spirit can be in two or three different places or more at the same time because your spirit is made in the nature of God and the likeness of God, okay? So your spirit can be so many different places at the same time. If I talk about the US, New York City, and I talk about Durban, South Africa, and I talk about Chigali, Rwanda, and I talk about, uh, let's say, Moscow, or I talk about Shanghai, China. Your spirit can be in all those places at the same time, and you can see pictures there if you've been there and you've memorized the pictures in your mental store, or if you're prophetic, you can actually move into those places and see exactly what's going on right now in those places. So your spirit can get out of your body, and when your spirit gets out of your body, you can see things. That's how we prophesy. That's how I can come to your home in the spiritual realm. My spirit literally, literally travels, gets into your house, and I'll tell you what's on your table, what's in your fridge, and things like that. Because my spirit can see how, when the spirit is trained to see, trained to hear, trained in the ways of God, because God operates prophetically. His language is prophecy. So when your spirit is trained to operate the way God operates, it becomes very easy to see these things. And ladies and gentlemen, I've spent time every Tuesday teaching you about how God talks. In the last couple of teachings, actually, not even a couple of teachings, a number of teachings, I taught you how you can hear God's voice by just observing nature, insects, animals, birds, okay, natural things. I've taught you about so many different prophetic codes. If you take those codes seriously, your spirit will be trained well enough to know how God talks. So your spirit can get out of your body. Now, the spirit does not fully get out of your body because there's a connection between your body and your spirit. And that connection is found in the book of uh, Ecclesiastes, 
chapter 12. And let me just read that for you. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, all right, and verse 6. The Bible says, okay, let me just read from verse 1. The Bible says, Remember now you created the days of your youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when you shall say, I have no pleasure in them. He says, serve God when you're young. Don't wait until you're old when you longer have pleasure in anything. Verse 2 says, While the sun or the light of the moon or the stars be not darkened, nor the clouds return after the rain. It is, this is describing a person who is old. Okay? When your eyes can't see anymore. Okay? And the Bible says, uh, The clouds return after the rain. In the day when the keepers of the house shall tremble, when a person is old and they are quaking, yeah? And the strong men shall bow, a person is old now, they are stooped. Uh, and the grinders cease because they are few, the teeth have fallen off. Are you getting that? And those that look out of the windows be darkened. Those who look out of the windows, those are your eyes. Your eyes become darkened. So um, the writer of Ecclesiastes is describing old age. And the door shall be shut in the street when the sound of the grinding is low that your ears are not hearing properly and he shall rise up at the voice of the bird and all the daughters of music shall be brought low. That means you can't sleep too well. A little sound of the bird wakes you up from sleep because you're old also, but this is not the portion of believers. The portion of the believers is that he renews your youth like that of an eagle. But Solomon is just describing old age in general here. Verse 5 says, also, when they shall be afraid of that which is high, and fears shall be in the way, and the almond tree shall flourish, and the grasshopper shall be a burden, and desire shall fail, because man goes to his long home, and the mourners go about the streets. So let's talk about an old person about to die of old age. All right, let's carry on verse 6. Before the silver cord be loosed, or the golden bowl be broken, or the pitcher be broken at the fountain, or the wheel be broken at the cistern. Then shall dust return to the earth as it was, and the spirit shall return unto God who gave it. So, in verse 6, verse 6 in the book of Ecclesiastes 12, describes death. That when a person dies, their spirit that is connected to their body through something called a silver cord, not code, cord, C-O-R-D, a silver cord. Now, silver cord is like the, the size of your index finger, and it's silver in color in the spiritual realm. And with it, your spirit can fly out of your body, but it's still connected to your body through the silver cord. Now, this cord is loose when somebody's about to die. An angel comes and literally, like the umbilical cord, an angel comes and cuts it. And then the spirit comes out of your body never to return. That's called death. But when you're in the prophetic realm, your spirit leaves your body, but it's still connected to it through the silver cord. So the spirit can travel all over the place and then returns right back. Okay? If you didn't know that, now you know. Okay? And the silver cord is what holds your spirit in place when you're dreaming. That's how your spirit can go to another country when you're dreaming and returns back to your body. Now, a lot of foolish people who are uh, inexperienced and unexposed to the prophetic think that a dream is just a mental exercise. No, your mind is owned by your spirit. It can't be a mental exercise. Even your thinking is a spiritual exercise, not just a mental exercise. 
all mental activities are spiritual activities because your spirit contains your mind, your spirit contains your feelings, your emotions, and your spirit contains the ability to make decisions. So these are the things that then come to the uh, the mind, the brain, okay? The brain, the hardware is the brain. Software is what the spirit injects or programs onto the brain. The thoughts, the ideas, the feelings and all that. They are all owned by your spirit. So please appreciate one thing. That every mental activity is spiritual. Every emotional activity is spiritual. Every volitional activity is spiritual. What's volitional? Something you do decisively. If you make a decision, it's a spiritual decision. Okay? Everything you do is spirit. Okay? Even if it manifests physically, it is animated your hands like my hands now are moving this way animated by my spirit okay that when i'm fast asleep even if you hold my hand it goes down like that why because my spirit is no longer inside my body my spirit is free from my body to do prophetic things and one of these prophetic things is called a dream i can see my wonderful people online glory to jesus there my precious son is watching i love you so much he says i love you dad I love you too, my precious son. My precious wife is watching too. She says, you look amazing, darling. I'm getting edified, my love. I love you too, my precious Chi-Chi, the beautiful wife of my youth. Glory to God. Jethan is watching as well. He says, you're looking excellent. Thank you for consistent word and prayer habit. God bless you, my son. Love you so very much. My precious sister, Nelly David, is watching as well. I love you guys. Invite your friends. Tell them the apostle of love is online transforming lives and changing situations and circumstances all right let's carry on so i've explained to you what a dream is now it's a spiritual experience now this happens when you're quiet now if you're quiet and you learn to be meditative sometimes closing your eyes and you meditate your spirit will start floating and when your spirit floats out of your body you begin to see more clearly than ever before you can see through your normal eyes, but you can also see through your spiritual eyes. When you close your eyes, your spiritual eyes continue to see. Okay? We are able to see through a wall, through things that are hidden. We are able to see what's wrong with your body or inside your stomach because the spiritual eyes cannot be blocked. Even if you close your eyes, you will still see. Okay? That's the power of imagination. If you strengthen the power of your imagination, you'll start seeing beyond just normal, basic imagination. Okay? talking in tongues will really help you sharpen your prophetic gift. So be a tongue talker. I wish I could just get up here and talk in tongues through it, but Paul said I'll sound like a madman to you because you don't understand what I'm telling you unless somebody interprets it for you. So I'd rather just talk to you in English right now, but I talk in tongues all the time unless I'm teaching or unless I'm giving instructions to people. Okay? So God uses dreams to inform, to instruct, to want to teach, to comfort, to direct, and to commune with us. The devil can also use a dream because the devil is a spirit that was created by God. All spirits operate the way God operates, except some spirits like satanic spirits operate in rebellion against God using God's methodology. They use God's means, God's ways to operate, but in rebellion. It's like a police officer who's been trained or an army officer who's been trained to handle weapons but then now uses those weapons for thuggery, for crime. They're using their training to go against humanity. So the devil and his demons also use 
that which God Almighty deposited in them and taught them and bequeathed to them and gave them against God. So they use the same method. So Satan can send evil spirit into your dream as well. So a dream is a vision of the night. So let's look at some examples of people who dreamed so that we learn from the Bible how to interpret these dreams. So Genesis 20 verse 3 says, But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, Behold, you are but a dead man for the woman which you have taken, um, for she is another man's wife. So in the book of Genesis uh, 20 verse 3, let me just take you there, Genesis 20 verse 3, so that I get to explain to you the gist of the story. Yeah. So Abraham went to, um, he, the Bible says he journeyed from where he was to towards south, a south country, and he dwelt between Kadesh and Shur, and then he went and stayed in a place called Gera. Okay? Gera was a lodging place, like a hotel. Okay? The word Gera itself means a hotel or a lodging place. Okay? And Abraham said of Sarah, his wife, she is my sister. And Abimelech, who was the king of the Philistines there in Gera, okay? Abimelech means my father is king. Yeah. He sent and took Sarah. So verse 3, the one I just read for you. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night. Imagine this guy was lying down and he dreamed. In that dream, his spirit was with God. Think about that. The spirit of Abimelech was in the presence of God. And God begins to talk to him in a dream. That means his spirit is not just a mental activity, ladies and gentlemen, as people would want to say that, oh, it's just some thoughts that you have. No, it's your spirit interacting with another spirit. So when you dream, your spirit gets out of your body and enters into the world of spirits. So Abimelech is in the world of spirits. Now, he was not a child of God. So God can talk to unbelievers in a dream. There are many examples in the Bible. I'll give them to you as we go along. So God came to Abimelech in a dream by night when the man was fast, fast asleep, and said to him, you are but a dead man. He's telling his spirit, your body is going to die because you've taken someone's wife. Okay, now, Abimelech goes ahead inside the dream and bargains with God. He puts up his case. Verse 4, he says, But Abimelech had not come near her and said, Lord, will you kill also a righteous nation? So, a message can come to you in a dream that you're going to die. If you don't bargain against it or cancel it, you may actually physically die. What is death? Separation of your spirit from your body. Okay, where your spirit goes to the spiritual realm and sticks there and never returns. Okay, so God tells him in a dream as he's fast asleep and tells him, You are but a dead man. In other words, your spirit's not going back to that body, so they will declare your body dead. Okay, in a few hours from now, a few seconds, a few minutes from now. And this guy bargains with God and says, Oh, but I did this. He says, um, uh, he says, Lord, will you slay also a righteous nation? Said he not unto me, she's my sister. And she even herself said, he is my brother. In the integrity of my heart and innocency of my hands have I done this. This guy wakes up and writes down his dream. That's why it's important for you to write down your dreams. He writes down the dream. 
Now we are reading the dream. These are the contents of the dream, ladies and gentlemen. If it is just some mental activity, why is it written as inspired words of God? Because he's talking and God is talking at the same time. Verse 6, and God said unto him, in a dream. He said unto him in a dream. Yeah, I know that you did this in the integrity of your heart. For I also withheld you from sinning against me. Therefore, I never let you touch her. Now, therefore, all this is happening in a dream. Now, therefore, restore the man, his wife, for he's a prophet. And he shall pray for you and you shall live. And if you restore her not, then you shall surely die, you and all that is yours. So Abimelech, of course, had to obey God. He woke up from that dream and said, oh my goodness, I had a crazy dream today. God spoke to me in a dream. He wants to do the same. By the way, he's been taught to eat dreams, but he didn't know it was him because he thought a dream is something to be ignored. Take your dream seriously. It's a prophetic language. It's a way God speaks. In fact, majority of prophets hear God in dreams. They talk to God in dreams. Majority, actually, practically all prophets dream. They are dreamers. Now you may tell me, man of God, I don't dream at all. It's only that you never took it seriously. If you start taking your dreams seriously, you start remembering. The thing about dreams is that sometimes you don't remember because you can dream about 10 years in just a fraction of a second. Your eyes close and as you doze like this, you've dreamed about 10 straight years. Okay? You've gone to school, you've graduated, you've got a job, you're just about to get married, that's when you wake up. Yeah? Dreams are like that. They, they move quickly. They move fast. Okay? So this is the story of Abimelech and how God spoke to him and how he actually put up an argument and God actually heard him and he never died. So if you ever dream of death, when you wake up in the morning, cancel it because that death is the voice in the spiritual realm. That spirit of death are about to kill you. So when you wake up in the morning or whichever time you wake up, you cancel it. In fact, don't wait until you've dreamed about death. Always quote someone 18 verse 17 on a daily basis say, I shall not die but live to declare the works of the Lord. I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. I shall not die but live to declare the works of the Lord. You say that consistently. You say that consistently. Say it consistently every single day so that you cancel the plans of the devil to kill you prematurely or to kill you at all. Now, Jacob and Laban. As Jacob slept on his way to see his uncle Laban, he saw a ladder reaching up to the sky and angels were moving from the gates of heaven all the way down to where he was sleeping. And in the book of Genesis 28 verse 12, the Bible says, And he dreamed, and behold, a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. You see, his spirit was in the body, but the spirit could also extend all the way to heaven. Look at that. Jacob dreams that there's a ladder coming to his head where he's sleeping, where the body is sleeping. But his spirit could trace the ladder all the way to heaven. All right. And the Bible says, and behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. So in a dream, you can see angels. In a dream, you can also see demons. Now, in the spiritual realm, a ladder stands for a portal, access to the spiritual realm. So if you just see a ladder without anything else, just know that you're being given access to the spiritual realm. That could be heaven, it could even be hell, okay? It's an opening to the spiritual realm, okay? And a ladder will always 
be characterized by the presence of holy angels or demonic spirit. Yeah? So God instructs Jacob in a dream. Jacob continues to dream. That very dream continued and God speaks to him and teaches him that you will go to Laban and you'll, you're going to be messed up there for 20 years. But this is how you're supposed to get wealth off Laban. So God showed him in a dream the blueprint for his success and prosperity. That's why if you dream that you have money, you better wake up. When you wake up, you better write it down. After writing it down, declare the money that I saw in the spiritual realm, in the realm of the dream, I'm commanding it to manifest in the physical realm in Jesus' name. And then your dream and your natural world will start coexisting profitably and beneficially for you. Genesis 31 verse 10, the Bible says, And it came to pass at the time that the cattle conceived, that I lifted up, I lifted up my eyes, and so in a dream, I lifted up my eyes, and so in a dream, and behold, the rams which leaped on the cattle were striped, speckled and spotted. Now, this is powerful. This is significant. Jacob is dreaming, sees a ladder, okay, and angels moving up and down. So he's in a portal, because a ladder stands for a portal, opening from the natural to the spiritual realm, okay? If you see ladders a lot, whether in the physical or in the natural, then it means there's something prophetic about you. But now here, uh, in a dream, he sees animals mating. So do you see it's possible for people to mate in a dream? Okay. <laughs> animals, it's possible to have sex in a dream. With spirit, something that has physical repercussions can happen in a dream. Now, we call this spiritual spouses. When you dream that you're having sex with somebody, you're really having sex with an evil spirit. But evil spirit will always come pretending or masquerading as a person you know. Yeah, That's just to give them authority to further confuse you. But it's a demon pretending to be something else. Remember, the Bible says the devil can come as an angel of light to you. The Bible says that sheep, you know, wolves can come in sheep clothing. So the devil will always lie. He's a liar. So he can pretend that he's some girl you like, you're having sex with in a dream or some man you're having sex with in a dream, can be even a wrong person, can even be your own parent. And the devil uses the, the face of your parent or the face of a minister of the gospel. Any person, the devil will use the face of anyone. They, they are not forbidden from using faces and masks and stuff like that. But when you wake up, you cancel the dream. So here in Genesis 31 and uh, in verse 10, Abraham, uh, not Abraham, Jacob sees rams that are speckled, ring streaked, and sported, mating with normal animals. Animals that, that are normal, brown or black or something like that. He saw them mating in a dream. Ladies and gentlemen, when he woke up after 20 years serving Laban, this is something he dreams 20 years before. It comes to pass 20 years later. And he goes and paints the watering place where animals drunk. He paints them drink streaked, speckled, and spotted. And the rams that were mating were not ring streaked. They were not spotted. They were not speckled. They were just normal. 
So a black ram is mating with a black ewe, a female sheep, and then they produce ring-streaked, speckled, and spotted, according to what Ab- uh, Jacob saw in a dream. So what you see in a dream, if you focus on it and if you write it down, because by painting, it was as if he was writing it down. If you write it down and you begin, you keep reading, have a dream book. One day, that which you wrote down is going to happen physically. So if it is a negative one and you don't cancel it, it will happen physically. You can imagine if Abimelech did not argue with God in a dream. If he just decided to stay there and then he wakes up saying, oh, some creature came to me with many eyes and, and different faces, one face looking like a lion, another one looking like an eagle, another one looking like, like a man, another one looking like a cow, and he was talking to me and telling me, you're going to die, you're going to die. And, and I thought, hmm, crazy dream. He would have died because God sent his angel in the dream to speak to him. And in the dream, because he had practiced being a spiritual person, kings of those days were highly spiritual. They practiced, they understood that dream world is powerful, that you can actually rule a nation through instructions given to you by a dream. Do you realize, ladies and gentlemen, that Solomon asked for wisdom in a dream and God actually gave him wisdom in a dream and he manifested that wisdom in the natural realm. The Bible says he was the wisest with about 3,000 proverbs that he wrote down. And he talked about insect, animals, creation, the, the cosmos, and all that because of the wisdom he got in a dream. After this message, you're not going to take your dreams lightly anymore. You're going to take your dreams seriously after this message. Glory to Jesus. So the Bible says, It came to pass at the time that the cattle conceived, when the, the animals were on heat, when they were fertile, that I lifted up my eyes and saw in a dream, and behold, the rams which leaped on the cattle, as in when they are mounting the cattle to mate, yeah? The rams which leaped on the cattle were striped, speckled, and spotted. But in the natural realm, realm the rams were just normal color, like the ones you find in the Middle East. You don't find spotted, ring-streaked, or speckled. You find one straight color. For example, in the, po- in the poles, North Pole or South Pole, animals are either purely white or black. You don't find spotted ones. Spotted ones are found in the tropics so that they start looking like the jungle. These things are intended for camouflage. In the desert, you'll not find spotted animals. That's why in the savannah, lions are born spotted. The cubs are born spotted. Yep, like a cheetah, spotted. But because they lie in the savannah for hours on end, the spots disappear and you're left with this golden brown color of the fur. You get that? The spots disappear because of camouflage purposes. Alright? Now, imagine the dream changed Jacob's economy until he became extremely rich. Your dreams are going to change your economy beginning now. In the name of Jesus. As you listen to me, as you listen to this message, when you dream, and the dream is beautiful, like this one of Jacob, you're going to get exactly what you dreamed in Jesus' name. And if any demon is blocking that dream from coming to pass, I cast it out of your life in Jesus' name, and I free you from its hold, from its bondage, and from everything it's done to block you from receiving of the Lord. Receive your blessings. 
you've been dreaming that there is money in your hand. I'm commanding that money now to be transferred to your account, your physical account, in Jesus' mighty name. You've been dreaming that you're in a beautiful house that's yours, and then when you wake up, you find you're still in that little house where you've always lived. I'm commanding that resources come together your way in the hands of holy angels and that you'll get the money you need for the house you're looking for. Whatever you've been dreaming about, finishing education, getting a good job, even if it's a dream in the day, a dream of the day is what we call imagination. Imagining yourself or seeing yourself in the place, seeing yourself achieving certain things, seeing yourself doing certain things, those are all called dreams. They are, they are in the spiritual realm. I command those dreams to come to pass right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Glory to God forevermore. Now, colorful things in the spiritual realm, especially rings, clothes, anything that's technicolor with different colors will always stand for prosperity in the spiritual realm. Okay? In Genesis 31 verse 24, after Jacob has dreamed his dreams, okay? You see, the Bible is a synopsis. It's a summary of events. So, something that may have happened over a period of time can be written in one sentence, okay? Now, in Genesis 31 verse 24, And God came to Laban the Syrian in a dream by night. Now, at this time, Jacob had escaped with all the wealth, and Laban, in hot pursuit, caught up with him and wanted to harm him. But God gave Laban a dream. So, God can talk even to a wicked king or a wicked person in a dream. The dream world is for both saved and unsaved alike. It is a tool God uses a means of communication God uses to communicate with anyone he wants to talk to, okay? So Genesis 31, 24 says, And God came to Laban the Syrian in a dream by night and said to him, Be careful that you do not speak to Jacob either good or bad. See, God rebuked him so he couldn't kill Jacob. May God rebuke in a dream all those that are working against you. The person that wants to fire you unfairly and procedurally will get a dream in the name of Jesus. And in that dream, God will tell them, don't fire this person. Instead, promote them. If somebody is plotting your downfall or plotting something nasty or contrary against you or contrary to you, I'm commanding that the angels in the dream realm enter into their spiritual realm through a dream and warn them thoroughly against harming you in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. This is how we fight battles. You know, we mess the devil's kingdom all over the world. And sometimes he gets annoyed and he tries to attack us. But we send dreams to people. And then people turn away. Glory to Jesus. Now let's look at Joseph and his family. He, Joseph dreamed about the sun, moon, and 11 stars bowing down to him. And the father interpreted the dream correctly. He said, sun, moon, and 11, brother, uh, 11 stars means me, your mother, and your siblings. And he said, do you want to tell me that me, your mother, and I, and your siblings will bow down to you? Joseph dreamed that when he was a very young boy. But guess what? Many years later, after famine hit the world, the father, the mother, and the brothers literally bowed down to him according to his dream. Some of your dreams will take place 20 years from now. Write them down. If you've forgotten a dream, pray and say, Father, in Jesus' name, restore that dream. Let it come back so I may write it down. Okay? Glory to God. God is faithful. He'll bring the dream back. And you'll happily remember the contents 
overdream. That is the queen. God bless you, my dear. I love you so much. All right. Genesis 37, verse 7. For behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and lo, my sheaf arose and also stood upright, and behold, your sheaves stood round about and bowed down and showed respect to my sheaf. Okay. So you see, plants that produce grains in a dream stand for dominion or rulership. They also stand for family and God's divine order. So Joseph's father was perturbed by his dreams and, and he actually rebuked Joseph because he understood that those sheaves stood for power dominion. So if you're dreaming that you're seeing ears of maize, you're seeing barley or wheat or millet or sorghum, then you're dealing with people. So you've got to find out, of course, what the context is. Yeah. So Genesis 37 verse 10, And he told it to his father and his brothers, and his father rebuked him and said to him, What is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall I and your mother and your brothers indeed come to bow ourselves down to the earth? You see, the father, being a prophet, knew how to interpret the dream. Now, dreams involving water and their meanings. Now, Pharaoh, in the book of Genesis 41 verse 1, had a dream about his country and the future. The Bible says, And it came to pass at the end of two full years that Pharaoh dreamed, and behold, he stood by the river. Now, river stands for future economy. It also stands for words and spirit. Clean water stands for elevation. Clean water. If you dream you're in a clean water, drinking clean water, or you're around clean water, stands for elevation. Normal water stands for satanic poison or incurable disease. Water that's not clean, just normal. Like, like if you just went and got water from a river. It's not absolutely dirty, but it's not crystal clean. So crystal clean water stands for elevation, promotion. Normal water stands for satanic poison or incurable disease. Okay. So if you dream that you're swimming in a river, it means water spirits are monitoring you to make you fail. Monitors, water spirit can monitor you. Most spirits we deal with are water spirits. Remember, everything came out of water. So um, if you dream that you're swimming, it means these spirits want to make you fail. If you swim to the shore, if you're swimming across a river and you make it to the shore, it means God is bringing you and your family deliverance. Deliverance. If you dream that you're crossing a river in a boat, it means spirits of death are looking to kill you. A boat's like a casket, okay? So if you're crossing a river in a boat, it means you're being transported from the realm of the, of the, uh, the physical realm to the realm of the spirit permanently. So crossing a river in a boat means spirits of death are looking to kill you. Cows stand for economic years, years of economy, like seven years of famine or seven years of prosperity. Green grassland means years of prosperity. Dry grassland means years of poverty. So Genesis 41 verse 5 says, And he slept and dreamed the second time, and behold, seven ears of grain came up on one stalk, plump and good. So you see, maize stalks or the stalk of any plant that produces grains or their ears stand for years of prosperity or poverty depending on whether they're healthy or not okay and wind stands for spiritual power so genesis 4 verse 32 says and this is why the dream was doubled to pharaoh twice it's because the thing is established by god and god will shortly bring it to pass when you dream about the same thing twice you dream wake up and dream about it again the matter is established it will have to come to pass so if it's negative and you don't do anything about it, it will come to pass. If it is positive 
and you don't do anything about it, it will still come to pass. Anything doubled means it's established and it must come to pass. So if it is negative, cancel it. Say, I cancel this dream in Jesus' name. I shall not die but live, declare the works of the Lord. And if it's positive, you say, I claim this dream in Jesus' mighty name. It shall be well with me. I will make it in the mighty name of Jesus. Okay. Have you learned something? If you are watching me, oh, by the way, this is just part one. I'm still going to teach you a bit more. There are many sections in this one. There are a number of episodes. There are probably two or three more coming. Okay? So I've not exhausted the world of dreams. Just part one. Okay? If you're watching me and you don't know Jesus, your Lord and Savior, please say this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you're the Son of God. I believe that you died on the cross for my sin and rose again for my justification. Today I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I receive eternal life into my spirit. I'm now saved. Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. If you pray that prayer, you're now a child of God. You are making it in the mighty name of Jesus. All right? Let me take this opportunity to say bye-bye to my podcast audience. So God bless you, my podcast audience. This is just a hell on your friend. I love you so very much, and I look forward to talking to you in the next episode. Bye-bye. And the rest...